It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. So here's a quote that I just discovered in the book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. Here goes, I wasn't lucky, I deserved it. That was from Margaret Thatcher. But instead of thinking like Margaret as a working woman, chances are this is the internal monologue that sounds all too familiar to you. How about, it's only because they like me, or I was in the right place at the right time, or I just work harder than the others, or how about, I don't deserve this. Well, if that's the way you think, you're not alone. From the high-achieving Ph.D. candidate convinced she's only been admitted to a program because of a clerical error, to the senior executive who worries others will find out she's in way over her head, a shocking number of accomplished women in all career paths at every career level feel as though they're faking it. They're imposters in their own lives and careers. And internationally known speaker and the author of The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Valerie Young, has devoted her career to understanding women's most deeply held beliefs about themselves and their successes. And she's joining us today on Amy's Table. Welcome, Valerie. Hey, I'm great to be here, Amy. Well, so what is the imposter syndrome and why do so many women fit that category? Well, the imposter phenomenon, as it's known in the world of psychology, I use the term imposter syndrome because that's how it's you know coined in the popular media. It was something that two psychologists, uh, discovered back in the 70s in their work with high-achieving women on college campuses was that really despite evidence of their abilities, you know, good grades, degrees, job titles, awards, uh, for some people, including Academy Awards, you know, millions of people secretly believe that their success is just a matter of, you know, as you said, luck, timing, even computer errors. So, you know, because they don't identify with their accomplishments on kind of a gut level, when they get into a good school or they get the big promotion, then it's not clear to them how they got there. So they feel like, like I fooled them. Like Mike Meyer says, at any time, I still expect that the no-talent police will come and arrest me. <laughs> well, you know, that's something I want to talk about is, is the imposter syndrome or phenomenon a female-only situation? It's not. It's not at all. I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up. I mean, the book is aimed at women, for, and there's some good reasons for that. But I have heard from... Uh, a man who's a Canadian mounted police, a guy who argued before the Supreme Court, CEOs. And when I speak, particularly on college campuses to graduate students, I would say easily, you know, 30 to 50 percent of my audience is male. Wow. Wow. So is this imposter syndrome feeling, is it lack of confidence? Is it that simple? Well, it, you know, it is, it is and it's not. You know, there's, there's multiple pieces to it, you know, and, and partly you have to think about, well, where does this come from? You know, it, it might be because you grew up as a, you're a first-generation professional. You know, you came from a working-class background, mm-hmm. and suddenly, you're, you know, you're at Harvard University. Or it could be that you're in a creative field, which is why you're going to see so many quotes from Tina Fey to uh, Kate Winslet to Jodie Foster, uh, even Maya Angelou, you know, on the Internet, that talks about feeling like a fraud and being <laughs> waiting to be found out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, they say it, you know, in a somewhat, sometimes in a joking way, but, you know, they're very aware that this is a very real feeling uh, for them. It's just that they, they shake it off, as many imposters do, quote-unquote imposters, and continue to be successful. Who I worry about are especially the women, but also men, who let, who let it hold them back, you know, who only go so far and stop because they don't think they can do it. 
Wow. And so is that, again, because they're not relating to their success or their skills or their ability, or does it come back to confidence again? And how do you get past that? Yeah, well, I think it, it you know goes to the fact that we have this very skewed definition of competence. Uh, you know, nobody likes to fail, Amy, but it's been found that people who experience the imposter syndrome, they feel uh, shame at failure, that they don't give themselves permission to have an off day, to not know everything. You know, we often feel like we need to know 150%, raise our hand or throw our hat into the ring. Well, so you know, Valerie, that's something that I noticed when I was reading up on the book is that it, it turns into this acute perfectionism. Like, you don't only have to know it all, you have to know everything and all of it and every dimension of it or it's a failure. Oh, exactly. You know, I tell people that it's, it's crazy because what some people are trying to do is the equivalent of trying to get to the end of the Internet. You know, it's like <laughs> they're waiting till like they're going to wake up one day and go, you know, now I'm an expert, you know, or now I'm qualified. And, yeah. You know, life is about lifelong learning. It's about failing, getting up, falling down, trying again, seeing what you learn from it. Or shades of gray in your successes and your failures. You know, some some aren't so easy to define. They're somewhere in between. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, so I think because we've all had moments of brilliance, Mm -hmm. you know, we've all had that moment where we thought, you know, hey, I'm kind of a hot dog, right? Mm -hmm. That we think we we should be there 24-7. And that's just exhausting and impossible. impossible, (laughs) You know, but we think because we're capable of brilliance, we really should be there. But you're right. It's just it's just impossible. So what what is that next step? I mean, what first of all, what's the mistake that you've seen even the most experienced women make, and how do you overcome it? What is that next step? Uh, I think, you know, kind of a few things. One is to just, for a lot of people, just knowing that there's a name for this, it makes you feel like you're not alone and, mm-hmm. you know, you're not crazy. And I want people to kind of situate, put it in the context of whatever situation they're in, whether they are a student or in a creative field, as I said. But a big thing people can do, Amy, I think, is to separate feelings from fact. And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody listening right now, I guarantee they're going to have an opportunity to feel stupid sometime in the next 24, 48 hours. (laughs) (laughs) But just because you feel stupid doesn't mean you are stupid. And that may seem like a fine point, but the, the words that we use when we talk to ourselves are important. So, there's a big difference between somebody handing you a project and you saying, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm doing, and somebody handing you a big project and you saying, wow, I'm really going to learn a lot. Oh, wow. Slight shift, but I totally get it. I totally get that. So it's whether it's a project, whether it's uh, interaction with someone, whether it's learning a new skill, it's just taking it with that better attitude. Right. You know, starting a business, uh, you know, writing your book, whatever it might be. You know, Denzel Washington said, if you're not failing, you're not really trying. Oh, that's good, too. That's very good. Well, you know, there's a series of questions that you can ask yourself, sort of take the quiz of whether or not you might have this imposter syndrome. And they are, do you chalk up your successes to luck, timing, or computer error? Do you believe if I can do it, anybody can? Do you agonize over the smallest flaws in your work? Are you crushed by even constructive criticism, seeing it as evidence of your ineptness? All of these things, I'm sure all of us feel at one time or another, but does it, if you've felt them once or twice, does that put you in the imposter syndrome situation or is it just a bad day? Well, I, th- I think it depends on the person. You know, we've all kind of had those moments. Yeah. But I think, you know, deep down, if, if, if you, this little voice is going, oh my God, that's me, you know, trust that. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I, of course, it's all about success, but also taking ownership of your success. But is it ever too late to become successful? Oh, no, no. You know, I often use the example of Grandma Moses. She didn't begin painting till quite late in her life. She was in her 70s, I, I believe, and she most her most prolific work she did after she was 100. Wow. So, you know, it's not too late to start that business, to start, you know, painting, to get that promotion, whatever it might be. Just, you know, go for it. What have you got to lose? And when you go for it, don't say, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Say, wow, I'm going to er- learn so much. <laughs> you know, become a lifelong learner. Oh, that's so important. And you can find more information about Valerie and her book at theimpostorsyndrome.com. And, of course, I'll put all of that information on amystable.com as well. Thanks, Valerie. It was fun. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102.